Let's go. Episode 9 of the Winning Program Podcast. We are back after a, a little bit of an absence, nearly, I'd say a month, but um, I'm your host, Domino Arth, with The Boss. Yes, sir. We're back. We are back. Yes, sir. Um, early in the month, I had surgery and um, recovering very well. Surgery on my right foot, and I'm going to get surgery on my left foot um, very soon. Hoping Let's for go, uh, boss. Speed, speed recovery. Speed recovery for the first surgery. Hopefully, it'll be the same for the next. And anyways, let's jump in the episode. Glad to be back. Let's do it. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Well, um, today's episode nine of the Winning Program podcast. Yes, um, sir. And today, we're really going to be going over the future of super teams in our modern NBA. Um, yeah. It's obviously a topic that's come into question with the emergence of the Brooklyn Nets super team formed early in the year of 2021, and now the Lakers super team formed in the off season. So without any further ado, we're going to get into it. Russ is on the way. Russ is on the way, baby. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you're like magic. No, stop. Okay. Um, but before we start, um, obviously, what we do have to say is super teams are not a new thing. Mm. Um, what were our super teams in the 80s? In the 80s, you had, you had Magic Johnson, you had Larry Bird. I mean... The Celtics obviously had a super team with, um, they had Robert Parrish, Larry Bird, Dennis Johnson, the Lakers, they had Kareem, they had Magic Show Johnson. Showtime. The Showtime Lakers. They had a great Kareem, a great Magic Johnson, they had James Worthy. And Byron Scott. Byron Scott, too. So, yeah. The team was peace. They were. Same thing with the Celtics, but, um, yeah, you saw the Lakers. And the Celtics, they obviously won titles, respectively, of their own. And Yep. Um, so, yeah, those were two super teams in the 80s. And then going into the 90s, um, I think we can classify the 96 and 97 Bulls as super teams. Obviously, the 96 Bulls, 72-10 and 10 regular season. That was the greatest regular season record up until 2016. And they won the NBA championship. <laughs> but they won the NBA championship, the Chicago Bulls in '96 and '97, and I believe that those two years they were a super team and they were incredible. Yeah, and then, yes, sir. especially with Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, I was going to add that too. Oh the yeah, Bulls super team. they made it a super team. You know, I mean, Michael Jordan had a hard time getting over the hump without adequate help on his team, but once you gave yeah. him the help over for the rest of the league, man. The Bulls had a plan. He won six chips. Yep. And they executed. But then, after 97, right, we have, like, this 10-year gap of all-time duos with, you know, you have Shaq and yeah. Kobe. Um, for sure. Then you get some, like, Tim Duncan and um, um David Robinson, sorry, that left yeah. my mind for a second. And then there are a couple other great duos in there. Until 2008, when the Boston Celtics put together some trades and get a team of Ray Allen, 
Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett all together. Dang. That was a super team in 2008 that was formed. Um, and then later on, we had the Miami Heat assemble in the offseason of 2010. Right. Infamously, the LeBron decision, Led decision, blah, 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 the TV show. And Taking his talents to South Beach. That. I'm going to be taking my talents to South Beach and joining the Miami Heat. That was definitely iconic. Very iconic. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was very interesting. Yeah, two. Uh, maybe they could have won more. They should have won more. But oh, definitely. That's a topic for another episode. Um, but after the Miami Heat, obviously, assembling, which was a super team, um, a couple years later, we retreated with the Golden State Warriors super teams of 2016 and then 2017 with the addition of Kevin Durant. And now, in the year of 2021, we have our new and current super teams assembled in Brooklyn and in L.A. with Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, respectively, in Brooklyn, and LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook in L.A. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the topic really is you can't stop a super team from happening. And really, is it good for the league? I mean, yeah, how I do mean, you feel? I mean, yeah, people can say, um, you know, teams but buy, they, they can buy a championship, you know, based on trading players, signing players. But I would say... Yeah, I would say in a way it definitely it can definitely alter, you know, the playoffs. But again, the NBA and every professional sports a business, so that's just how it is and that's why it's fair in the game. We understand that it's a business, but at the same time the problem is a lot of fans they claim that they want parity. Um as you remember we had the super team era all along like for multiple years or barely any stretches without a super team since 2008 because of the overlapping generations of these teams but um after kevin durant left the warriors there was no longer a super team in the nba and it was classified as a duos league you know you had the duos in la both la teams um in brooklyn um and other teams around the league in houston Westbrook and Harden back in 19, 2019 um, and it was classified as a duos league and now mm-hmm. with the super teams coming back people are enraged that the duos are being thrown out the window because now it's trios like is it something that yeah. fans should really complain about because if anything I feel it gives more impact to the to watch you know more firepower yeah, I mean, for fan bases, is definitely, yeah, more firepower for the uh, for games because now instead of like I don't know, like instead of like a all star duo, they added trio. So I mean, it yeah, it, it can make games more fun and all, but I don't know. It definitely hurts the duos, like the the superstar duos versus the the uh, the new super teams with the Brooklyn Nets and. LA Lakers. Yeah, and I mean, I guess most people's only concern right now is um the fact that 
there's no longer parody, as I said earlier, like because now people are expecting the NBA Finals in the summer of 2022 to be the LA Lakers representing the West and the yeah. Brooklyn Nets representing the East. That's the mm-hmm. general consensus, unless you're like a Nets hater, or a LeBron and Lakers hater, stuff like that. Yeah. That's most people's consensus. That's what they believe they're going to see. Um, barring any major injuries like we had this year in the playoffs um yeah this year i'm just not sure that people really still understand the reason for creating super teams it because when you go on twitter instagram you go on all these nba media outlets you know the most random person can have an opinion on basketball your oh, opinion yeah. is something that's entitled to you as a person but it really seems that people believe that super teams were made just in spite of other teams like they're just saying we just hate you like that's the um, that's a general feeling you get going onto nba twitter and reading about these types of stuff when these moves are made and it really, really bothers me because, as you said, the NBA is a business, and you got to do what you got to do to win. Yeah. That's how, I mean, that's how fans view it. That's how, you know, players view it. It's always, it's always a business. Yeah. I mean, I always viewed the super team as um, something to get over a hump. Or to compete with another super team that's already established. Because when you think about it, let's disregard the 80s, right? Oh, and before we even go further, yes, when we were counting super teams, we disregarded the 60s and 70s. No disrespect to Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain. Those teams were great. But the league was a little smaller there were times that it was only eight teams in the league or something crazy like that. So there was a lot more talent on each team. So oh, yeah. our current definition of super teams wouldn't really work for that era. Those teams are insane in 2K, though. Everyone's a great overall. Oh, yeah. 2K? <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah. Um, but, yes, yeah, so when we go to the 90s and we look at the, um, the Chicago Bulls, who we classify as a super team in 96 and 97. Oh, yeah. If we remember correctly, Jordan retired after the 93 finals, and he came back in 95 to lose in the playoffs. Am I mistaken? I don't think you are mistaken. All right, good. Thank you. So, from there... Yes, sir. Let's go. Thank you. But um, from there... The Bulls, they didn't really have to change the roster too much. Um, I believe they lost Horace Grant, but they got a couple good role players to put around the new big three of Dennis Rodman, Scottie Pippen, and Michael Jordan. And um, they rejuvenated that team from 95 to create it into that super team, mainly with the addition of Dennis Rodman, um, because they lost in the playoffs that year after previous years repeating going through straight championships so in that case that was um um that was a scenario yeah. that the team needed to improve to get to where they wanted to go and yeah. ultimately that resulted in three straight championships once again 
courtesy of Michael Jordan, really, especially in 1998. Yeah, 95, they got taken out by the Magic. Um, Yes, they got taken out by the Magic. Oh, yes, the Magic who ended up losing to Hakeem and the Rockets, yes. Young Shaq, I believe. Yes, Young Shaq took down Michael Jordan. (laughs) Not necessarily, but... (laughs) No, but the size, I, yeah, the size was definitely too much for Chicago. Oh, that, hence why they got go out and get Robin to build the super team. Yep, um, and the team was incredible. They won three straight championships, and they had to make that team to be competitive. And then um, when you go to the 2008 Boston Celtics, that's a slightly different um, scenario because it the team was never that good just Paul Pierce right Paul Pierce could only do so much for the franchise by himself as a lone star but it was really the accumulation of multiple stars being unhappy and wanting to team up and the Celtics capitalized on that opportunity to create a team that was capable of competing for an NBA championship and that's what they did in trading for Kevin Garnett and acquiring Ray Allen so um there was no problem there because you know you're creating a super team well let's not even call it a super team right now they're creating a very good team to that gives them the best opportunity to compete without breaking nba rules what rules are you breaking and we don't care about tampering because that's not actually a rule that is the biggest lie i've ever heard the nba does not give a damn about tampering yeah (laughs) probably who knows probably not Probably, but yeah, there's they don't. Yeah, definitely no, definitely no troubles with the uh, forming of the team. Yep. So they create that team, and guess what happens for the Celtics? In 2008, they go to the NBA Finals and they win the NBA Finals, beating the Lakers in six games, beating the Lakers, who were a very good team that year. Yes, they struggled with the injury, but still a very good team, and. Then the Celtics won. Yep. And fast forward to the Miami Heat being created in 2010, just a mere two years after the Celtics. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, well, no, I know. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James all played in the Eastern Conference Finals as before 2010. The teams that drafted them all were in the Eastern Conference. Hence, they played the Boston Celtics multiple times. LeBron James got the opportunity to meet them two times in the playoffs um, in 2008 on their route to a championship and in 2010 their route to um, losing the NBA Finals. Um, And I think what happened in this time is obviously we had Chris Boston, Toronto, not able to win. Nope. And we had Dwayne Wade in Miami, who he won in 2000. Was it six? I think it was 2006. Yeah, with a Shaq, with an older. Yes, Shaq. 2006 over the Mavs. But ever since then, the Miami he had been average at best, an average playoff team, first or second round exit. And he was having trouble to get over the hump. But the one that was really having trouble was LeBron James because he took um, an average Cavaliers team to incredible heights, giving them the best record in the league, I believe, two of those last three seasons. Oh, yeah. And 
propelling them into in the media's mind as championship favorites even though they were a team with one superstar and wow. a bunch of role players around them albeit really solid role players um but as we saw lebron couldn't beat the celtics whether it was in 2008 or 2010 and when all three of these players realized they couldn't win what did they do what did they do what happened in 2010 of course they went and they joined forces together in miami um obviously this was seen as an incredibly controversial move at the time but at the end of the day they were trying to make a team to compete with this celtics dynasty that had pushed them around for the past three years and in 2011, Miami beat the Celtics in the playoffs. In 2012, they beat them in the playoffs. And after Two that, titles. nothing mattered. Yep. After that, nothing oh. mattered. <clears throat> but um, it's just interesting because fast forward to now, we're looking at these super teams that the Nets have and the Lakers have. And really... Um, people are really enraged at the Lakers currently. Lakers won, right? People are saying, oh, LeBron needs help. Anthony Davis needs help. They're not good enough by themselves, even though they just won a championship last year by themselves. I don't know why that's a thing. (laughs) I don't um, know either. They're sitting here saying that it's not fair what they're doing. They're just becoming even more overpowered and things like this. But you know, um, it's just at a point where people don't understand the context of the league and where it's at today. The league is no longer um, the league is no longer a two-man league. It's slowly evolving into this super team, quote-unquote super team era. And soon it won't even it shouldn't even be called a super team because these big threes are going to become more and more prevalent in today's NBA and we're just going to get more and more of them um and the truth is the Lakers created this big tree, big three because they are not certain about their future they're not certain that LeBron James at 37 years old next season is going to be able to stay healthy at very yeah. important moments they're not sure about Anthony Davis being the franchise star to lead them because of his health issues so getting a third star really alleviates a little bit of that those worries um because those players will get to rest in the regular season as they prepare to give 100 percent intensity in the playoffs so i mean at this point in time i think super teams are simply the future of the nba and people have to understand that yeah especially um the lakers and nets forming super teams it, it can make other super teams i mean it can make teams you know become super teams like who knows teams will probably trade for another all-star i mean and thank you so much for getting into that point because i mean that's exactly where we are because at this point you know they're only going to be more and more big threes you know um and eventually it's going to come down it's going to come time for other teams to say you know what if we want to compete we can't just have these two players and a bunch of role players how about we package up these role players 
and some draft picks for this star on that team that isn't happy and wants to leave. And bam, just like that, you get another big three. And then other teams will be seeing that. And then guess what? Those young rookies that were drafted this year in two, three years are going to be superstars in the NBA themselves. And I wonder who's going to be on their teams. And just like that, it's going to become a cascading effect of more and more talent in the NBA. Yeah, it's a whole cycle. Um, And that league's only going to get better from there, I feel. Oh, yeah, definitely talent too. I'm excited. I mean, are you not? Are you not excited pretty, to see more and more talent on each team? Pretty yes, <laughs> especially uh, yeah, like a little, like some offseason moves with the Chicago Bulls. They get Demar, and they get Lonzo Ball. Definitely, you know, it can definitely make things a little interesting. But with Zach Levine with and Zach Nikola Levine. Vucevic and Vucevic, yeah. So I mean, that's a great team. I know it's a. I mean, great lineup. So, I mean, it'll definitely, yeah, the, the NBA season, it'll, it'll definitely be interesting, you know, with the, the new super teams and free agency signings. Definitely be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, this is just the way the league's heading, and I think it's been inevitable because – we had duos for so long, you know. We had yeah. Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan for the majority of their careers. You had Kobe and Shaq. You had um, you had Wade and Shaq for a year. Um, uh, you had you had Kobe and Powell, Kobe and Gasol. Um, and there were so many duos. Duncan so Parker duos came out and. Duncan Parker, yeah, definitely, yeah. Or you can even say Duncan Robinson in the earlier years. Oh, yeah. Like in late 90s, early 1000s. But it was all duos. But it's been like three decades since the Jordan and Pippen. Like it's almost been, it's been over three decades since Jordan and Pippen's first championship together. Like, time is going by. Um, the league is changing. Yeah. And it's time for more and more talent. I mean, if you're a general manager at this point in time, what are you doing when you look at your roster? Try probably trying to trade for another star to compete with the other teams because the ultimate goal is winning a championship for a franchise. It should be the ultimate goal. Yes, we have some owners that are very, um, not some words I should say, but <laughs> they really only care about the money that goes into their pocket. Yep. And most of the time, that money comes from um, ticket sales and for money owners that's simply getting their team into the playoffs. Merchandise? The expanded ticket. Yep. The ticket sales right there. The money goes into their pockets, not into the luxury tax. And they keep a mediocre team that really has no direction. So, if anything, those are the league. Those are the teams in the worst scenarios, you know, because you have some of the teams at the bottom with the lottery records. They're drafting high up and getting players with potential to be superstars, or you have the teams already competing for the championship that have their superstars. So, I mean. Who do we think is a? Who do you think is the next super team in the league? Because the next super team. I mean, there are a lot of teams that have the potential, but I know it's like, gonna have to happen quick. You seen the 
Well, the summer league. Uh, you saw the rookies ball out. You saw Jalen Green ball out. You saw, you know, Kate Cunningham. Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. Uh, Scotty Barnes. A bunch of rookies. Like, who knows? They Like, with their teams, they can, who knows, form possibly super teams. Like, in Detroit, you have Cade Cunningham. You have uh, Killian Hayes. Isaiah Stewart. Um, Jeremiah Grant. I'm sure. Yeah. If Grant. I mean, who knows? I mean, they can possibly be a super team one day. And the Rockets, they have they have Jalen Green, they have Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood. They still have John Wall. Um, Jay, Jay they got rid of that man's contract. I know. I mean, it's big. They'll probably get rid of it. It's big. horrendous. He's yeah. going to be making like 50 mil soon. <laughs> yeah, but these losing teams have uh, such great young talent forming, so. They they can definitely be super teams. Who knows in the future? Won't be losing for long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean the, the talent in the league is just remarkable because we sit here we talk about Lakers Nets. Look at the teams we're throwing to the side. We're throwing to the side the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks. We're throwing aside the new look Miami Heat with Kyle Lowry now with hopefully. A better Jimmy Butler and Depot. a constantly improving and great defensive player in Bam Adebayo. Uh-huh. Um, then we got the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid. Um, still Ben Simmons. Still Ben Simmons, <laughs> but his potential, while he's taking a big shot in his stock, his potential and his trade value when he's at his best, is really big, and they can get another superstar out of that to help Embiid and make that team a legit contender as well. And then we go to the West. We have the reigning Western Conference champions and the Phoenix Suns not even being talked about. Nope. We have the Denver Nuggets not being talked about. We have the LA Clippers, who, of course, health is going to be an issue going into the season. Or the Jazz. Assuming they can make the playoffs. And the Jazz, yep. There's so many good teams in the league that aren't yeah. even being talked about because of the amount of talent. They're definitely being overshadowed. I mean, even like last year, like everyone, or like in the playoffs, everyone says it could be Lakers, Nets, but injuries happen. Just just think of throwing any injuries. That, that probably would have been the case. Oops. Crazy. Yeah, but um, we've sat here and we've talked about super teams for the past however many minutes. I don't know. But what do you think is a, a possible... Number. What do you think is a possible amount of super teams we're going to be seeing in like three to four years? Well, let's not even call it a super team. Let's just say big threes, right? Like big threes. Just yeah. big threes. Yeah. Three all-NBA level mm. players. I mean, to me, I mean, every, probably like, you know, every lottery team pick from this year, they can have definitely potential being super teams because of all the young talent. Like I just said, the Pistons I, and the As and in the lottery, like all 15, or are we talking like top three? 
top however many. I meant like top three, like franchise with like top, top picks. And you know if they okay, keep so having like bad Oklahoma seasons. Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> OKC. They, they no, might they might come back on the horizon. No, it's looking pathetic right now. Go on. With Shy. No, Shy's a beast. Uh, that's not a super team by itself. Yeah, it's not right now, but who knows? Probably, you know, in the future, ta- talent's definitely going to get better. They should have gotten Cade. You were robbed. They could have. They, they, they got a low pick, though. You know, he was you from Oklahoma. He could have went to OKC. You know, staying home and delivered a championship to his his home, like LeBron. Like LeBron did. Could have delivered a chip to the home. Man, the NBA rigged us with that first pick. I'm angry. No, who knows? Definitely some uh, tampering could have been going on. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But um. But yeah, how many super teams are we gonna see? Like, how many? current duos do you think are going to be added to in the following years the duos that can you know possibly add yeah possibly be super teams probably like handful of teams probably you know more teams because like we said i mean you know these franchises though they'll bring in all the talent they can to compete with like the other super teams like the lakers the nets etc so yeah, we can at least definitely see a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, for me, one team that stands out if they can keep their talent is the Denver Nuggets. Um, you have Jamal Murray, All NBA caliber player, great scorer, decent playmaker. You know, mm-hmm. good, great scorer. That's all you really need. Then you have Nikola Jokic, the reigning MVP, arguably best center in the league. All-time playmaker at the center position. Oh yeah, three-level scorer, incredible. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And then you got Michael center. Porter Jr. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is like I don't really understand how to say it. The man is an absolute bucket. Yeah, he comes off screens and shoots like he's Ray Allen. He has the ability for an isolation game. He has an ability. He has the ability for a post-up game, and he can cut yeah. to the rim. He's so tall. The dude has tremendous upside. He's already been playing so well. You know what? Hold up. Let me bring my phone out here. Yeah. You'll listen to this. We're gonna go to Statmius. He definitely um, has the frame, though. Like the frame to be a good, good starting small forward. You know, NBA oh, star Michael yeah. Porter Jr.'s stats 2021 NBA season. Well, let's hear these stats. But um, I think in the what was it in the 2018 Man, draft? Not gonna talk. I think in the 2018 draft he got taken 15th or something like that. So definitely a steal in the draft too. It was because he was injured, I think, in college. Man, they're not talking, so let me tell you. Michael Porter Jr. averaged 19 points per game, 7.3 rebounds, and 1.1 assists in 61 Mm -hmm. games. Those Mm -hmm. are great numbers. Mm -hmm. He shot um, 45% from three, 
I mean, I just think this dude has the potential to be a star in the league, and alongside Jokic and Murray, that team can be really good. Oh, yeah, definitely. But at the end of the day, Dom, do you believe the super teams are good for the league? Good for the NBA? Good for the league, good for the NBA. With my well, phone. Yeah, it, it can definitely go both ways for me. I mean, it can be good because... You know, it could bring in, it can bring in uh, viewers. You know, it's a possible lot of like, like this, let's say the playoffs. You know, the NBA Finals. You get a super team for super team. It'll definitely bring in, it'll bring in the money. It'll bring in, you know, the revenue and stuff. But mm-hmm. possible bad thing, like a bad thing for forming super teams, is that you know it just gives in. it just gives an easier out for teams to win championships because I mean they can literally, like teams can literally buy championships so i mean it could be seen as like i don't know unfair but again it's it's part of the game so then what i should phrase my question is what's your stance should teams be able to buy championships or should they not like like should we try to keep some sort of parody in which the it's an any man's anyone's league or we have routes of dominance with certain teams like what's the stance there yeah well i mean no i, I don't think i don't think anything should be changed about you know super teams like yeah although you know although teams can buy championships it's still it's still Not part everyone's of the, actually going to do it yeah it's still it's still part of the game and you know like injuries can happen like you saw like the last playoffs, you know, injuries happened. The super, the Nets could have won. They were a super team that could have won because the injuries. So got to take that all into account. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I just think that at the end of the day, some owners and some teams are going to make super teams, and it's inevitable the way it's going to happen, whether there's going to be quote-unquote tampering, which obviously the NBA does not care about they only pretend to care about it and super teams will be formed yeah and yes as you said you can complain about buying a championship but at the end of the day if you have three good players that want to play together it's going to happen whether we like it or not people didn't like the miami heat big three People didn't like Kevin Durant joining the 73-9 and nine Warriors, the greatest regular season team of all time. But guess what? They did it anyways. And did they win championships? Yes. Yep. Did they care what they said? Nope. So <laughs> that's me trying to be like Draymond Green. But at the end of the day, super teams are going to happen. And whether they're good or bad for the league is something that we can debate on and on and on. But with that, I think we're going to wrap up the episode. It's, been, it's definitely been a great episode back, you know, episode 9. But next is episode 10, Double Digits. Did definitely a gas episode for next, for the next episode. Definitely will be gas. Gas. Mm-hmm. Maybe next episode we'll be talking about defense and different types of it and what it means to championship-level teams. Maybe we'll or maybe not. 
Dude, you gotta tune, tune in, uh, tune in soon to find out. Yes, soon. It's been chill. We'll see you guys. Thank you for listening. See ya.